Hey, fellow traveler, welcome to the Third Eye Awakening podcast, a show where we talk all about spiritual and psychic awakening, magic, the shift from 3D to 5D, star seeds, ascension, multiple timelines, multiple dimensions, the universe, the multiverse, the Akashic records, all the good things. I am your host, Amy Blair, and I'm so glad to have you here with me today. Okay, let's do this. Brandon Beecham is an entrepreneur, thought leader, author, and host of the Positive Head podcast. Such a good podcast. Check it out, you guys. As well as the late night style talk show, Optimistic. Brandon has been a serial entrepreneur since childhood, and in 2011, while living on a friend's couch, he co-founded what is present-day Resort Share. In 2015, Resort Share was named the 569th fastest-growing private company in America in the annual Incorporated 5000 fastest-growing companies list. Later that same year was when Brandon began the Positive Head podcast, which to date has amassed over 15 million downloads and has consistently rated in the top five in the spirituality category on Apple. Today, Brandon's primary focus is on helping people shift their perspectives to understand, I love that, not understand, understand the ultimate nature of reality and create more of what they want to see in their world. In an effort to do so, Brandon released his first book in January of 2021, The Golden Key, Modern Alchemy to Unlock Infinite Abundance. In it, Brandon shares the eight keys of abundance, which he has unlocked over 25 years of experience and deep exploration. He is gifting these keys to the world via the book to help others unlock their own divine potential. He is also inviting readers to participate in a unique abundance manifestation game that entails them making an energetic contribution for the book after reading it and then doing three abundance manifestation exercises for 88 days designed to flow abundance back in their direction. That's fun. (laughs) In an effort to practice what he preaches, he will be also sharing 50% of the revenue generated from listeners with any podcasts he's discussed the book on. You can download the Golden Key Modern Alchemy to Unlock Infinite Abundance audio or ebook at goldenkey.gift with the coupon code positive head. Okay, this is awesome. This is so exciting. So in case you didn't catch that, I mean, we'll talk about it in the interview. But not only has Brandon written this awesome book, (laughs) but he's giving it away for free, and then inviting any readers to participate in a super fun manifestation game, where they get to make an energetic contribution for reading the book after reading it, and then doing three abundance manifestation exercises for 88 days to, you know, create a flow of abundance back to them. So it's all a super fun game. Rather than you just buying a book in a traditional way, you get it for free and then you get to play a game. (laughs) You get to, you know, basically pay whatever you feel it was worth for it, like 50 cents, five bucks, 50 bucks, $2, like whatever it is, right? And, and play a fun manifestation game with a bunch of other people in the process. Super fun. Okay. I'm really excited to talk to Brandon because this was one of the first podcasts that I ever got into when I kind of was figuring out like 
what the fuck podcasts even are. I didn't know at the time. And yeah, it just really made a big difference because I, I was driving a lot and I was consuming a lot of podcasts and he was putting out a new episode five days a week. It was just fantastic. There were so many great ones to choose from and he was just creating such an amazing conversation. He was definitely a big inspiration to me. So Without any further ado, I hope that you truly enjoy this conversation with Brandon Beecham. I hope that you check out his podcast, The Positive Head Podcast, if you haven't already. And he's also doing this promotional tour on a whole bunch of podcasts. So if you loved this conversation, I mean, we didn't even remotely get to everything that could have been talked about. So if you want to hear more about this process, more about the book, more about writing of the book, everything, then just look up Brandon Beecham in your favorite podcast app and find all of the episodes that he's recently been on on other people's podcasts like mine to talk about this awesome project he's created. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us on another episode of Third Eye Awakening. I am so excited to be talking to Brandon Beecham today of the Positive Head podcast fame. This is a very exciting interview for me to do because I was letting him know just before we started recording that his podcast is one of the ones that one of the first podcasts I ever started listening to, I guess it was in 2016 before I kind of even really understood what podcasts were because it was after my newborn son passed away and I was really just needing to fill my drive time with uplifting high vibrational things. And I was (laughs) eating up all my data streaming Abraham Hicks on YouTube. And that's kind of what led me to look up podcasts. What are these podcast things? Oh, I can download them to my phone and listen while I drive. And I totally fell in love with the positive heads podcast. So Brandon, it's a humongous treat for me to be speaking with you today. Welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Amy. And as you know, hearing any feedback like that or that you touched anyone's life in a significant way is like the ultimate fuel to continue, you know, putting putting podcasts out. So definitely an honor for me as well. Yeah, it's wild, isn't it? Like just knowing the way that the way that we affect each other, the positive effect that we can have on people that we don't we don't even know that they exist. And the the ripple effect is exponential. Yeah, absolutely. So I I don't know if uh, I've shared this before on the podcast. Maybe you heard, maybe you haven't. I never, you know, I've done so many episodes. So it's like whenever I talk to someone who's listened, I'm like, is this someone who's listened to all almost 1500 episodes? Is this someone that's listened to one episode or anything in between? So, and I share so much on the podcast. So you may or may not have heard me talk about this before, but I always jokingly say I do everything I'm doing is just because I really want a, an epic afterlife party where everyone shows up. And it was funny, the, <laughs> the other day, I don't know if you get notes from the universe from Mike Dooley or if you're familiar with him. Yes. And you know he sends these little notes from the universe and very cheeky and, and funny and cool and intelligent. And 
he sent one the other day talking about this, this thing that I've joked about forever. He's like, did you know that there will be a, you know, everyone you've ever affected will stand up, you know, when you're on the other side and say something about the impact that you had and everyone that they impacted will say something. And I'm like, wow, this is going to be like, I'm going to need like a cot or something then <laughs> because that's <laughs> a lot of people. Right. So it's, it was funny to hear like them talking about the, the, the afterlife party that I've joked about. So I think it's a real thing. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it is. But I'm imagining like with that many people, especially if you have a, a really far reaching audience like that, mm -hmm. it would just have to sound like a gigantic chorus of, I don't know, like angelic right. music or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> just right, this right. frequency of like, we love you. Thank you. <laughs> you know, the book Journey of Souls talks about this as well. So I don't know if you're familiar with that book, yeah. but it's really great, you know, life between lives. And it talks about that sort of thing going on. So I'm getting more and more supporting evidence to my fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of the way it works. I think with manifestation, it seems, it seems to be the case, right? So Brandon, you're here to talk to us about, I'm sure we'll talk about all kinds of things, but right now you're doing kind of a podcast tour to talk about your book, The Golden Key, Modern Alchemy to Unlock Infinite Abundance. And I mean, this whole thing, the whole thing, I was also telling you before we started that I was listening to another interview of yours around The mm -hmm. Golden Key, and I was just resonating with it so much because I've seen the application of like sort of similar concepts in my life in the last few years and how fast it works how big the effects are and how it completely changes the way that, you know, the way that we feel about life, like more importantly than the, the material things that we receive, which is the way we feel about the adventure of life. Yeah. Uh, so I would love to hear from you just kind of what, what brought you to a point that you were like, I got to write a book about this because I know you've been hmm. as a listener of your podcast. I know that you've been talking about these principles for a long time, but what, what mm -hmm. you want to write it out into a book? Great question. Great question. And you know, I, I actually started writing my first book prior to launching positive head, uh, the podcast in 2015. Mm -hmm. And then I got about 90% through it. I co you know, it was co-written with a, a friend. And then I thought, hmm, you know what, maybe I should find some, you know, an audience first before I put a book out. And <laughs> the, the, that particular uh, subject matter, as much as I enjoy it, I actually want I'm thinking I will come back to it uh, at some point and, and complete it. And, but I also, after sitting with it, I was like, do I really want to lead with this as my first book? So I decided to, to kind of halt it. And then I thought, I, I, I know I'm going to write a book or books, but I'm never going to force it. You know, I, I'm going to wait until it feels really, really inspired. And that's what happened. I mean, uh, you know, as you know, as a, as a listener, I have a lot of synchronicity and signs and serendipity and things that pop into my, my field. And August 6th of 2020, I had a dream about the book content itself and the unique way in which, you know, I'm distributing it. And so, you know, I was just like, like a lot of ideas, you know, what I say with the, with ideas is if the excitement sticks, 
then it's probably for you. Sometimes we tap into the collective consciousness and we'll pick up on something and then that, that energy wanes. But if doors start opening and things seem to start happening, and in my case, I had a really cool synchronicity because I reached out. I mean, there's a bunch of synchronicities getting it going. So at first I had the idea. Then I was, you know, sort of mulling it over how I would approach it. And I thought, well, what would I call it? And the name, the golden key came to mind. And I thought, well, let me search and see if anyone else has used this name. And the first thing that came up was almost a hundred years ago, a guy named Emmett Fox, who wrote a very short essay called The Golden Key. And I got chills when I read the description because it was very much like the dream it showed me, hey, gamify this, make it playful. And in his short description from 1931 or whatever, it's like, just read this and see for yourself. I dare you to apply it and see the results. And, you know, very similar energetically to what I was shown that, that, I should do. And it just kind of continued from there. I went to, I'll share one other little piece to the, the synchronicity of the book. I went to my good friend, my dear friend, Vajra, who's a, one of the most epic visionary artists in the world. And I, I had, I've all already had a bunch of synchronicity with him around a piece of art of his that I, I acquired years ago that led to our friendship. And so I thought he would be perfect for the cover art. However, his process for, you know, making art is time. It takes him a lot of time typically to, to create a piece. And I'm trying to, you know, have this book out yesterday. So I first kind of thought, nah, I won't, I won't bother him with this and I'll find another way. And then I, I decided after sitting with it, no, nah, let me just check. And so I reached out to Vajra and told him, Hey, I had this dream. And then I found that there's synchronicity around, you know, uh, the golden key written almost a hundred years ago. And then someone else sent me more things from Emmett Fox, the author of that. And stuff was released on my birthday where I have all this birthday synchronicity. And I, I was sharing all this with him. And then after I was done and, and I kind of concluded, and so would you be willing to make the cover art for it? And he said, well, now that you're done with sharing your bit of magic around this, let me share something that happened to me a few months ago. I was and he pulled out his dream journal. He had had a dream months earlier. And he starts off with, I was at the Mystic Manor in my dream. And that's the communal property in Los Angeles that I manage. He was like, I was at the Mystic Manor. And I was hunting for the key to everything. And he went on this elaborate dream he had recorded in his dream journal months earlier. And, you know, all about him hunting for the key to everything. And then the conclusion of it was, so will I will I do the cover art? Well, I had this dream from months ago that I was so inspired by, I already started it. So he sent me over the, the mock-up of his key he had already been working on from the stream at my property months earlier. And it was just like, wow, okay. I know this is something I should keep moving forward on. <laughs> That's amazing. I love that. That like, it's just magic is real. It's real. It and it's is everywhere. real. <laughs> like, I just love that story because it's, it illustrates that we're really, we can't fail at the things that we are here to bring through. We just, yeah. the only failure is a story. Right. It's not a fact. And that the, the only thing that we can do is sort of like delay ourselves and possibly delay ourselves for our whole lives, which is really sad, but it happens from like plucking these ripe fruits that are made for us. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's like, you know, what story are you telling around your life? And, you know, the one Bible quote that I 
I quote consistently is, lest you become like a child, you can't enter the kingdom of heaven. And what do children do? They're so playful and imaginative. And they're, they're you know, and once you start, I, I think the reason I have so much synchronicity and signs and serendipity and things like that is because of that childlike wonder around it. It never gets old. I mean, I can have, you know, something happen and it's like, it happens more and more frequently, but I don't think I ever, you know, just blow it off like, oh, whatever, no big deal. You know, it's always like magic. And I think that's the, the key to, to really inviting these sorts of things in your life. Yeah, totally. And it's funny because you even have, you probably get this all the time, but you have a timeless yet childlike quality to your appearance and your energy even that you just like I could look at you and be like yeah that's probably exactly what you looked like when you were a boy just smaller yeah <laughs> yeah similar you know it's funny because I did one of the most powerful one of the most powerful messages that I received from spirit years ago at a at a festival and it it was it was that I mean it's a whole story where like my girlfriend at the time had been singing this ancient sounding melody for months just we'd get into a sort of an altered heightened state using plant medicine and she would sing this melody over and over and over again and she wasn't a singer and she's like I don't know where this is coming from but it's not a very ancient and haunting and uh, you know and then we were at a festival and we were hanging out in this teepee uh, one night and this we went to leave the teepee after hanging out and this girl was just like staring at us and we're like, hi, you know, and she's like, oh, I'm sorry. I've been staring at you this whole time. There's just something about your energy and, you know, and I'm so intrigued. And, you know, she was just kind of in that odd, you know, mouth gaping state. And we're like, oh, thank you, I guess, you know, that's really sweet. And we go to leave and we hear singing coming from inside the teepee. And it's the same song my girlfriend had been singing for months leading up to it. And we go back in and this same girl was in a full trance mode and she starts bringing through words and, you know, I'm your sister, your eternal friend. And it's, it, I felt like Gaia was coming through her and long story short, I mean, it, a lot happened for hours after this, but the, at, right after that, a guy went into full convulsions. Like we're like in this super heightened state and all of a sudden this guy's convulsing and then he comes out of the convulsions and he grabs me and he's like, you know, starts just channeling all this stuff. And that was like one of his main messages. He's like, you are the soul of the eternal child, you know? And he just kept, you know, repeating that sort of thing and like sharing this, the story of the little boy throwing starfish back in the sea and the old man who's like, you can't save all these starfish. And the little boy's like, but I can save this one. He's like, that is the essence of your soul. And so, you know, I feel that. I definitely feel like I haven't lost my childlike wonder. And, you know, I, I always say aging isn't, Aging isn't optional, but getting old is. And uh, yes. I may age, but I will never get old. Yeah. And it's a choice. Yeah. I love that. I absolutely love that. So, okay. Well, so your book is about these, it's about these eight keys of abundance. Mm -hmm. I have to ask though, is it, is it the key to everything? Like your friend mm. thought. <laughs> uh, uh, you know what? It, 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 I mean, it's essentially the golden key, key to everything. It's sort of synonymous the the golden key i mean I, so there's seven keys in the book and then there's the eighth key or the golden key which sort of ties them all together and so there is a key to everything in a sense but they all sort of you know lead up to that cool and so i mean because abundance is 
Abundance often gets associated with our physical requirements and our physical resources, obviously money, but what, what even is money? We just want money so that we can feel security, so we can feel like there is a predictability in the shelter we have access to, in the food we have access to, in the adventures we get to have, that kind of stuff. But what is abundance to you in the context mm. of this book, is it mm. is it that? Is it more than that? Is it something else mm -hmm. altogether? Monergy, Monergy. is <laughs> Monergy is you know I've heard it said money is stored time, mm. so it, it buys you time mm. to do you know the more you have the more time you have free to do what you want to do with yourself as a and not worry about your basic needs. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so the golden key the subtitle is Modern Alchemy to Unlock Infinite Abundance. And I start off in the book like, look, if you came to this book and you're, you know, wanting to get tips on investing in cryptocurrency or, you know, switch to Geico and save $300 a, a year or whatever, this isn't the book for you. The, yes, money is certainly a reflection of abundance. I wouldn't even say it's the most valuable form of abundance. Time would be, you know, uh, the most value, valuable form of abundance. Health, I would say is, you know, more significant. I mean, you could, I'm sure there's a billionaire out there right now who would trade it all to have your, your health and youth. And you know what I mean? So it's, you know, what I cover in the book is this idea that, you know, of course, starting from the principle of, uh, you know, the first key is see the oneness, understanding that you are one with the source consciousness that creates and animates all things right? It is you, you are at the separation. There isn't the separation, any separation between you and anything you see, others, the environment, it's all illusory. And everywhere you go, you're there waiting for yourself. So, okay, by virtue of that fact, then you are one with all of the abundance that exists in the known universe and the, the non-physical for that matter. So, you know, abundance is actually your birthright. It's the quintessence of your being, the essence of the essence. You know, we're seeking for this thing. We're like sitting on the back of a whale fishing for minnows our whole life. It's like, you are it, it is you. And the reason you are experiencing lack is because of your perspective in regards to who and what you actually are. You, you've fallen for the illusion that you are separate from, you know, all of the abundance that exists. And there's certainly a lot of abundance uh, on our, on our planet alone and in all the forms, there's people who have all the time to have fun. There's people who have great health. There's people who have plenty of monergy. There's, you know, there's, it, it's all there waiting for you to align so that you can allow more of it to come through. You know, this, this idea of it's sort of like the acorn it's all in there, but if the, only if the right conditions are created, will the oak tree appear? Right. If if you take the acorn, pluck it off the ground, put it on on the little boy's shelf in his room as a decoration, it's never going to become an oak tree. Put it in the right soil with the right sunlight, you know, uh, right water. All of a sudden, what's going to come from that is this epic oak tree that is, you know, just a whole nother level of of, of abundance. And that's really what this book is about: how to alchemize perspectives. You know, alchemy is is the ancient art of you know, trans supposedly transforming lesser metals into gold, right? So how do we transform our perspectives in a way that unlocks the gold that is inherent within us? Yeah, absolutely. Because really that's what our, 
I don't want to say that's all like what our superpower is as in that's all our superpower is, but it's one of the, the cornerstone superpowers that we have is the ability to re-angle our perspective and look at, uh, I don't know, I kind of always see it as a diamond and like, you know, if you're only looking at the one side of the diamond, you might just perceive it as it's just flat. This is all it is when actually all you have to do is turn it and get a glint of light you know, exploding through all the other facets and realize like, wow, holy shit, this thing is, it just yields. Holy shift. Light and gifts and yeah, shifts. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's really, really beautiful. And I love that use of the word alchemy to sort of, sort of update it and bring it into basically into our totally accessible bag of tricks that we have available to us in this exact moment right now. We don't need any special training. We don't need any, we don't have to go to university for it. We don't have to, you know, there's, there's nothing we need. It's just to understand that we have the ability to look at it differently. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I often talk about alchemy in the context of spirituality as well. So, you know, spiritual alchemy is, the art of sifting and shifting perspectives until love emerges. So getting to, you know, it's the only thing, you know, I, I feel like I've ever been really good at Amy is telling good stories about myself and my situation. And, you know, abracadabra translates to, I, I create as I speak, right. Is, is the actual meaning. So we truly are spelling with, you know, casting a spell with our words, our words are our wands. And so, you know, as we start to have things arise in our life, it's like, oh, okay, why is this happening for me is the question that I always pose. I, I, I you know, one of the, the keys is trust the mystery. And then just I don't necessarily know exactly why this is happening. But I know I'm doing a dance with my higher self that has been set up in a way where, you know, it's like, I can have a perspective on what I want to create and call in in my life, but it's coming from my limited human. It's coming from my human perspective. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, my higher self has seen the chessboard from a whole different height <laughs> and vantage point and can see many moves ahead. And so, you know, you have all this confluence of things coming together that, you know, your, your desires and expectations and what you're aiming for with your limited perspective, the higher self's perspective, your dharmic path that you laid out before you came here. And so all these things kind of come together in a way where it's like, okay, I don't know exactly what I'm going to, sometimes I aim for something and hit it, you know, dead on. Great. That's feels great. Okay. This did not oftentimes, even more often, probably, you know, life doesn't show up exactly like we imagine. And you, it, once you start to trust that process, it becomes a lot more uh, enjoyable to you're here you know buy the ticket take the ride you bought the ticket take the ride you know do what you can to create what you think is best and then let the rest go with the help you can have expectations a lot of people think expectation is the enemy it's not it just uh, you know unhealthy attachment to expectations is the problem so set the intention let the rest go and you know know that it will always be you know as you mentioned abraham earlier this or something better as Abraham says all the time. Mm -hmm. And it's really, a, it's a matter of practice, I find, because the, the, the mind so desires to be in control and to predict. 
because it feels like that's where safety exists. But but yep. safety safety is not why we come here. <laughs> in my in there's my no such it's <laughs> it's an illusion anyway. The security, it's, you know, totally the security an, that yeah. It and yet it's not because like from the higher perspective, we are eternal beings. So right, right. On one hand, we really are. We're much safer anyway than we think we are. The stakes aren't as high as we think they are. But it is an illusion from the human perspective because there's absolutely no way to guarantee anything. And if the brain gets to be in control, it will create those unhealthy attachments and try to keep us in the zone of predictability. And that's where the mystery can't fit because <laughs> it's so yep, right. small. <laughs> yeah. Ch Chogim Trungpa said, the bad news is you're falling through the air, nothing to hang on to, no parachute. The good news is there's no ground. <laughs> <laughs> that is really good news. <laughs> yeah, right. That is good news. So just floating through eternity, you know, and, and it, trusting the mystery along the way and, you know, not being, it's, it's exactly right. I mean, I talk about this in the book, this idea of simulation argument that we are in a simulation and all the evidence kind of pointing to that, which is why you have people like Neil deGrasse Tyson saying, suggesting that's the case, or Elon Musk recently saying one in a billion chance that we're in a base level reality as opposed to, you know, a simulation. And you know, for some people, I think that can be unsettling, but think of it like this. Why does a simulation exist that we know of? Well, if I wanted to be a fighter pilot, they're going to put me in a simulation before they put me in, in the air because it's where the stakes are much less, right? Yeah. I can practice, you know, get my, my moves down without, you know, really doing harm uh, in any real tangible way. So, you know, what if that's what's actually going on here? We're, we're God godding, we're chips off the block and we are, you know, still getting our chops. So, okay, let's create a simulation. Let's put you in. Let's see how you do creating without any lasting damage, you know, in, in an arena where the stakes are much higher. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I, I definitely believe that. Well, I call it an organic simulation. I think there's a, there's a mm. weird holographic overlay that is not organic that kind of mm. confuses us, but I think mm -hmm. ultimately we're in this beautiful responsive environment and that we can learn how to game the game basically. And I think that's mm -hmm. what your, your book is probably talking about is the, the things that yeah. you've figured out on how to, how to game the game so that you experience the most what it sounds like to me is like the most fulfillment on all levels. And really that's all I think. That's the aim after. Yeah. Yeah. We want to, we want to live our greatest and grandest self. And I always say our, our life plays out at the corner of free will and destiny. It's, it's destined because it's all already happened. Your fifth birthday party is happening on another channel right now. You're yeah. just not tuned into that. Yep. And, you know, Einstein proved this. You can shoot me in outer space and bring me back a day later and you've been, you know, dead for 20 years or, you know, whatever, however it works out. But so it's, it's time is an illusion. We know we're in a, you know, all this evidence that we're in a, a light show, essentially a holographic reality. Nothing is really even solid at all. Nothing ever touches anything. This is all physics. And so- then, you know, so we know it, it's, you know, it's destined because time is an illusion. It's already happened. You're just not tuned into, you know, the quote unquote future at this moment or the past. And then, but free will comes in where you get, you know, source is infinite. So it plays out all the possibilities. 
You know, I don't know if you remember that one of the, the Matrix movies where he shows up at the end to the architect of the Matrix and all these versions of Neo, the one, are playing out on the, on the screen. And it's kind of like, oh, okay, here's all the choices you've made before. Wh- which right. one are you going to make this time? And that's what I believe is going, you know, e- even Keanu Reeves said the Matrix was not a movie, it was a documentary. And so, you know, it's the most philosophical movies of all time. And they were pointing to this very thing. So, you know, it's, it's destined because it's all already happened. It's free will because source is infinite and plays out all the potentials. So from this moment forward, there are so many versions of each of us. The question is, which one are you going to choose to experience? Well, you, you want to experience the greatest and grandest version, the one that's most rewarding, right? Like you said. And, you know, no matter how improbable source has been there, done that and gotten the t-shirt. So how we navigate there is by managing our vibration. You be it to see it. You don't, you know, it's not, you become a proactive being instead of a reactive being, you navigate there vibrationally, and then you step into the timeline where it's a match for the vibration you're emitting. Yeah, I see things exactly, exactly the same way. And I think, so is that your understanding of what alignment is, like what you just explained? Because I know, like, sometimes I think in, in the discussions around manifestation, what, what sort of trips people up is when words get frequently used, but it's hard to understand, like, how do I practically apply this? Like, what, the fuck is alignment <laughs> like what are you yeah right about? <laughs> and i think like i don't know if that's your explanation but what you just described to me really resonates as alignment is understanding that the the universe is infinite that we exist through multiple dimensions we aren't just this one version that exists in the the third and fourth dimension matrix we exist across multiple dimensions there's just infinite information, infinite possibilities, infinite probabilities, and that we just get to pick. And that's exactly like you're saying, the free will part. We get to pick which one we bring ourselves into alignment with by being like already being that, choosing what that version would choose, doing what that version would do. Absolutely. Yeah. So Yeah, to elaborate on that, it's, you know, like I said earlier, we all have such varied paths, right? I think there's, I think there's many versions of each of us from this moment forward. However, you know, there's also some, some limitation in that based off of, you know, the dharmic path of a particular soul or avatar, you know, or character. And for example, from this moment forward, I think there's many versions of myself, probably not one where I end up you know, going and trying out for the Los Angeles Lakers and they put me in as the starting center, <laughs> right. right? Probably not, although maybe. And so, so you know, we want to get in touch with, the, the game is always, how do I get in alignment with the greatest and grandest version, the most fulfilling and rewarding version of me from this moment forward? So I always say we have varied paths, very, you know, people who are doing all sorts of things, but the one thing we have in common, as far as our, our path, our number one job is the same. It is to manage our vibration. And so, you know, like you said, most people are, are doing something like work in order to have something like money, in order to be something like happy. But actually, now you're chasing your, your tail because really it, it, you're chasing the creation that you already 
put out there and it, it turns into a feedback loop, sometimes not in the direction you want. So the, the way to break free of all of it and to step proactively into the, the timeline of your, of your choices to be something like happy. And then you find yourself doing and having the things that are a reflection of that. There is no out there, out there. It's all yeah. showing up as a reflection of you. So whatever you're seeing today externally, there's a lag in 3D. So whatever you're seeing externally is actually a vibrational reflection of your past vibrational offerings. So if you keep chasing that, you continue to do the same thing over and over again and get more affirmation that that's the way the world works and it becomes more and more solidified. And to break three, free of it, you close your eyes to all of that. It's like, you know, when I first was experimenting with this, I was on my friend's couch, 30 something years old, according to society, not a raging success on my friend's couch with, you know, no money. And I, I closed my eyes to that, tapped into my innate value, knowing that I'm one with source and I'm as valuable as any other being ever has been, could be, or will be as are you. And I, as I tapped into that, I was like, I can call in more abundance because it's all my abundance. The story is just some story. I don't need to subscribe to that. And it went from my friend's couch to an ink fastest growing 569th fastest growing private company in the U S within four years, hundred plus employees, 10 million a year in revenue from nothing, you know, because it's all funny money. It's all make-believe it's all pretend it's all energy. And so, you know, it took me not buying the story of my external circumstance. If I said, oh, okay, this is defines me. This is who Brandon is. This is what it's like. I, yeah, I, I, I belong on a couch. I don't, you know, whatever. And then it would be, oh, abracadabra, is that so? And I would create more of it and more of it and more of it. And it would become more and more affirmed and therefore more and more locked in into my truth, right? So you got to be willing to step outside of your past vibrational offerings that have led you to where you are now. And also know that where you are now is exactly the perfect, the absolute perfect jumping off point for you to, to jump into the next greatest and grandest version of yourself. So gratitude for where you've been and where you at are a key component to get to where you want to go next. Yeah. And it's, it's that deep felt like real recognition, gratitude, not, not just, not just saying it. <laughs> yeah. Or like not necessarily, I mean, I have nothing against journaling or gratitude journaling, but sometimes those things can sound like really empty, like exercises and futility, like just try, I am grateful for this or that, but it really is understanding that. It's like about feeling said, it. This is a whole, this is a whole adventure. Yep. There's a, it's a whole adventure and we can't have those beautiful like springboard like artistic dives into amazing <laughs> graceful abundance without the the dip down of the board and then also that like you know it takes practice and that's that's kind of the point and i think the hardest part of all of this is that initial place where you have to close your eyes like i i remember when i kind of realized like oh my external reality, my current reality is a mirage. Mm -hmm. I mean, everything's a mirage, but it's a mirage. Like you said, it's not real. It appears solid. That's how my avatar interacts with it, but it's not any more real than anything else. And so just refusing to believe in, in the mirage and instead believing in what I feel inside of myself as being the realest thing, but it, mm -hmm. it, it takes practice. And like you said, there's a leg in 3d there's a leg it takes like we have to keep coming back to that until it 
then, you know, generates enough energy to transform the mirage. Yeah, absolutely. It, 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 it's a daily conscious effort to maintain an elevated vibration. And so it really, that's why I started the positive head podcast and doing it five days a week for that very reason. That's what I would say, you know, Hey, it's a daily conscious effort. Let's, you know, let's do it. And I, I always say, also, we teach best what we most need to learn. So, you know, if anyone's going to benefit from this, it's going to be me. So I already win. And <laughs> so, you know, just finding that way to elevate your vibration, whether it's tuning into a podcast like this one, reading a book, you know, meditating, exercise, there's all these things. And if you can just start doing, you know, Dr. Joe Dispenza talks a lot about this, how important it is to make those subtle shifts in your, mm -hmm. we get, we're such habitual creatures and we get stuck in grooves of, you know, and therefore we create the same thing over and over because we keep doing the same thing over and over. If you can do little, okay, I'm going to, uh, meditation seems dawning, but I'm going to commit to 10 minutes a day. I can commit to 10 minutes a day, right? You know, and so that sort of thing, those little shifts, ultimately it's like, if I were to shoot, I'm in California, you're in Canada. If I were to shoot a missile, uh, a love bomb from here to Canada, it would, you know, I could set the perfect course. But if I, you know, moved it one degree to the right, it might end up, you know, on the, the you know, the East Coast somewhere. Or I don't know where in Canada you are, I forget. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, or one degree to the left, it'll veer off into the Pacific Ocean. So it's, it's really those little shifts can make such a big difference. And, you know, and that's what I would encourage everyone doing out there who feels stuck. You don't, you don't need to know all the answers of how to get unstuck. Start making little shifts that feel in the right direction. And that creates momentum. And that creates uh, a ripple that you can't fully understand even, you know, and we can see it neurologically, you know, you, you start, you know, you start making those changes and it creates new neural pathways in the brain. And just like when you you tread through the forest and you keep going down the same thing. You create a path. Well, you've created paths with your habits, but if you all of a sudden rewrite that habit and it unlinks the, the neurons unlink in the brain, and then they form new connections that are, you know, more in line with, you know, what you want to see more of in your life. Mm -hmm. And so I'm guessing that you were not always so clear about this process that it was that it was developed through your own life experience and it was is there a time that you can pinpoint that you started making those initial shifts was it that time on your friend's couch like did you just kind of always know like if you're a very um you know childlike soul did you always have a belief in magic and that kind of carried you along in life or were there times when you were just like you know, reacting the way most people do feeling like this, this blows, mm -hmm. and, and why isn't this working out for me? And this isn't fair and life is, you know, crap and whatever. Well, yeah, no, great question. It, it started, you know, when I first started robbing banks now, um, <laughs> <laughs> I know I was always as a child, uh, I, I was always, I, always as a child, you know, I was fascinated with, you know, Lord of the Rings and source, errors, uh, and that sort of thing. But it really was in my early twenties where, uh, you know, I was raised very conservative Christian and just like, that was what I was exposed to. And, and then I met someone who had some intuitive or psychic ability and she kind of shocked me with some of the things that she demonstrated as far as her abilities. And I, 
you know, it really kind of got me to think, oh my gosh, hold on. What, what is this? You know, I need to research this. And so I started, you know, then checking out books, you know, in the part of the store I'd never been to, which is, you know, metaphysical things and, and stuff like that. And, you know, I can only assume Amy that because it is my dharmic path to do the work that I'm doing that, you know, once I started researching and reading and, you know, th this time, this was like mid to late nineties, there was, you know, we didn't have all the access to everyone like we do now with social media and everything. So it's like, I'd read these books and I'm like, oh my gosh, of course it's structured this way. Of course I'm one with the source consciousness that creates and animates all things. This is so obvious. It's such a brilliantly elegant, simple, beautiful design. Uh, it just, it, it echoed in every cell of my being. And I would talk to anyone who would listen and they'd be like, okay, what are you smoking? Or that's interesting and go about their normal life. And, you know, there, it was kind of an island with it for a very long time. And, but, you know, it's one thing to understand it theoretically and say, oh, this is what's going on. And here's how you navigate it. I got, I got the basics pretty darn quick. Mm. And then it comes to real life experiences and challenges and all the things, you know, I always say smooth seas came, you know, never made for a skilled sailor and we all came yeah. to be skilled sailors. Yeah. So, okay. I understand this theoretically. Here's how I should behave and conduct myself. And as Mike Tyson says, <laughs> says it best, everyone's got a plan until you get punched in the face. So, uh, <laughs> I would, you know, I understood it all very quickly. And then it was, applying it to my life to, to really get my sea legs and to really get strong and in, in dealing with the challenges and understanding that the challenges are blessings. And I had some really wild things thrown at me and characters who just, you know, pushed every button and, you know, and, and I'm very fiery. So no, was I this then non-reactive being? Absolutely not. I would, I would burn burn it all to the ground, you know, in about 10 seconds flat and reacting a lot of times, but I've just slowly gotten better and better and better and kept working at it and, you know, doing the work. And, and, and now I've rewired those neural networks. So now when something happens, that's challenging, you know, I'm trained myself to say, Hmm, why is this happening for me? What is this showing me about myself? You know, and once you start to understand it's all a feedback loop and you are the lead director and actor in your own private movie, you're the star of your own private movie. Everything's a prop in your movie reflecting you back to you in some way, shape or form that, you know, I, I over many years, it's, you know, and I'm still in that process, you know, of, of getting better and better at, uh, at dealing with the, the turbulence. It's easy when it's good, right? But mm -hmm. the turbulence is what can throw us. So learning to become that, that, you know, the, the eye of the storm, you know, the calm in the center, why everything's swirling around you. And once you understand, like, you know, you're an eternal being that's always been and always will be and change is guaranteed. And you're going to go through all sorts of things to create strength in you. You know, they, they did a study a while back where they tested, they wanted to create the perfect environment for a tree to grow contained, you know, very contained, perfect soil, perfect water, perfect temperature. And they would grow to a certain height and then they'd fall over. And they were like puzzled by this for a while until they finally figured out what was missing. Wind. Wind get, stresses them. It causes the bark to grow. It, caused, it causes them to be strong, that, that resistance. So that's, you know, you know we, wanna, we want to be, have strong, expansive branches. We need deep roots. And those deep roots come from you know, going, going deep, you know, 
no lotus, no, no mud, no lotus, right? Same kind of thing. It, it, you you got to go deep in your, in your growth. And so you understand that, okay, these challenges are blessings. My, my triggers are my treasures and I am, um, mm-hmm. you know, I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. I remember when I realized that my triggers are not working against me, that they're not mm. my enemy, that they're actually for me. And they're letting me know that something is ready to be examined at a new depth and alchemized. And that was just a huge game changer for me to be like, oh my God, I do not have to walk through life avoiding my triggers. I don't have to be afraid of them because it's just feelings <laughs> that tell me about a story that yep. I'm hearing that is completely optional. And it's giving me the opportunity to consciously review that story and decide, you know, what I, if I want to carry it forward, which is fine if I do, or if I want to um, make some adjustments to it and there, therefore change my external experience too. Absolutely. Absolutely. And once you start getting good at recognizing this, you know, you know, even going so far as to treat everyone else as the master and yourself as a student. Yeah. And, and, and that doesn't mean they know that they're a master, you know, the guy flicking you off on the, <laughs> right. on the freeway doesn't know that he's helping you to sharpen your ax in that moment. Yeah. Right. So you know, by applying that, you know, that really helps. It's like, Oh, okay. This is, this, this is here to, you know, I'm getting some wind, uh, <laughs> uh you know, on, on the trunk of my existence. Okay. Let's, yeah. let's, let's deal with it as gracefully as possible. And, and once you, sort of pass the tests a lot of times we we cycle with the, the lessons too and we'll see mm-hmm. that same thing again and again and again it's because it's a particular lesson that you haven't quite mastered yet so it keeps getting served up until you you graduate through it so that really motivates me like okay brandon i do not want to experience this again you know get it right <laughs> and so yeah. that really helps <laughs> what effect have you noticed on your son because i i know i think the last time I heard you referring to him, you said he's 22 right now. Yep. Yep. He is. That's right. Um, And I have a 16 year old son and I noticed that like, it's just so rewarding to see all of the, the work that I do with myself and my own presence accelerates his experience so much. Are you finding the same thing that he's just, I am got this shit in the bag. Yeah. It's really, you know, he, 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 I don't think he fully appreciated it, it, it until the yeah. last few years, you know, and now he looks around and goes, oh my gosh, like my friends and the way they were raised and what they were taught and how empowered he is to understand. I mean, he's such a, I always say he's definitely been the dad more times than I have in, in past lives. He's, it's so funny because I'm such a big kid and so excitable and childlike, and he's always been like, this little, I mean, at five years old, he would trip people out because he'd be, you know, hello, nice to meet you. It's such a pleasure. You know, it's like this little man or, Hey, let's go to Disney world. And he's like, I think I'll stay and read a book, you know? And he's just like this little, you know, he's so Zen and he really appreciates it. Now he's like, wow, just having the perspective that I have on all the challenges in my life. And he's super, super grateful. And, you know, at 22, it's like, you know, in some ways I can see how he is the evolution for sure of myself, you know, and, and even more advanced. I, 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 I'd be more than willing to bet that his soul has done this more times than mine. And therefore is a little further along, just slightly, it feels like, you know, and I think that mm-hmm. that feels natural that our children 
would be the evolution of us, the extension, the next iteration. And so, yeah, he really, really values. Uh, I mean, he's like a little sponge too. He just reads, you know, a, a book every few days and different, you know, he, and he goes deep too. I mean, he's probably read more books than me already, you know, of all the, the philosophers and, you know, he wants to know it all. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's, I can't imagine having, you know, at his age, I was just getting exposed to the ideas at, at all, you know? And so he, to him, it's just like, it's all he's ever known. And so I think it's, it's served him really well because he's very well adjusted and just, you know, so good. Yeah. And, and I think that's one of the, I feel the same thing with my son, just like, it's so, it's beautiful to see. And I'm, I would never say that I'm the perfect parent, but I know that the way that I parent him comes from me wanting to preserve his, all his magic, all of his beauty his power mm. and and like honor that and have discussions around it and things like that my pregnancy brain just kicked in <laughs> oh you're pregnant i am <laughs> 34 weeks pregnant i can't i just like wow. my brain just dropped oh. off there but anyway <laughs> the point is resources to the baby <laughs> shut her <Yeah>. down <laughs> he, he's amazing and i'm so proud of him and i'm also just proud of myself because i know that i'm as I do this work, and, and I think this applies to people who don't have kids as well, as we do this, as we remember how to game the game and then share it and live it most importantly, live it and then share from that place. We do so much to unburden the collective from all the programs that we've received that you know keep us in a place of victimization and disempowerment and feeling like the world is you know, terrible and life is terrible and we're all suffering. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it, it's so true. It's like, you know, once again, it's one thing to understand it all theoretically, and it's another thing to really embody and live it. And that's the dance. I mean, that's what we came here to do and help as many other people do as, as, as well. And yeah, seeing it, you know, ripple to our children is just a whole nother level of, you know, reward if you will, for, for doing the work that we've done, paving the, you know, as he looks at it, it's just like, you know, it's always, and he's so, he's like this kid that will write like handwritten cards every, he's the most thoughtful person I've ever seen. He's just such a little poet and he'll just like randomly, I mean, two weeks ago, or sends me a random message, just this heartfelt, thank you so much for paving the way and, you oh. know, you, you know, and doing what you've did to enable me to have this life. And, you know, it's just like, he, uh, it's, it's, my, my partner, my girlfriend is always just like, just swoon. I'm pretty sure she even says, I, I think I like you second and him first, you know, because <laughs> she's just like, anytime he speaks or moves or does anything, she's just like, oh, you know, he's just so good. And sweet. <laughs> Did your dad heart swoon a little bit too, when you got that note? What's that? Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, you can't not, you know, it's so, it's just so <laughs> pure the greatest reward ever. <laughs> it really is. It truly is. So would you share, and you might've already, but um, if you could pick out like one, one of the keys that you feel that really, really for you was like so potent, so powerful that it really sticks out to you. And not that it's necessarily more potent or more powerful than the others, but for you, it really resonates deeply. Which, which one would it be? Mm, 
What a good question. Well, whew, you're making me choose, huh? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I'll go with the golden key, the final, you know, the one that ties them all together. Master the Y-O-U, master the universe. You are in your own private universe. You are the center. You are, you know, I saw a, a diagram posted by uh, Nassim Haramein, this epic quantum physicist uh, who was actually on Positive Head a while back. And he posted this, it was like a th th 3D like graph, tr uh, you know, cylindrical things, you know, stretching infinitely in both directions. And it was equidistance apart. There was nodes on the graph. And he said this, imagine this thing stretching infinitely. And yet, if you go to any one of the nodes, it's the center of the whole thing. And so that's what you are. You are a node, a focal point of source consciousness, and you are the center of the whole thing. You know, everything in your world is a reflection of you. I'm a prop in your movie. I'm an extension of your consciousness that you created in this image to sound this way, look this way, reflecting a part of you back to you in this moment. So, you know, once you start understanding that you're the master of the universe, your own private universe, everything is a prop in your movie, you stop telling these stories of separation that keep you small. Oh, oh well, the statistical probability is very unlikely that I would X, you know, oh, I, you know, this has happened to me in the path, past. And therefore, you know, for me, once again, telling a story of you, when you come holding your bag of sugar to be filled, it will be examined to see how large it is. As a creator, you create with your beliefs. So what do you think you're worth? I mean, in my case, like using my, my, my business as an example, I, I went for my friend's couch with no startup capital, but believing who and what I am and what I'm capable of to, you know, achieving, uh, 10 million a year plus in a revenue with this company, only one in 10,000 entrepreneurs ever get to that level of success. Now, am I smarter, better? Was it just, I hit the lot of one in 10,000? No, it, I didn't listen to statistics. Of course I make it. I'm the only one here. <laughs> it's, you know, I'm in my own private, private universe and so are you. So once you start understanding and navigating from the, the truth of this perspective, it really levels you up because you realize you're as worthy as any other soul ever has been, could be, or will be. And in some, from one perspective, you're even more relevant because you are, you know, you are source experiencing from, you know, the, the, the node, the vantage point of view. There's a great a short story called The Egg that by Andy Weir that I outline in the book. And you can, if you, you can go read it or I, you can go to YouTube and there's a great video short little short 10 minute movie that people, someone did of it. Uh, God is this little, very cute English girl, you know, watch that. I, I you know, it's, it shows, it basically supports this idea that like, you know, this guy dies and he goes to the other side and she goes, you know, God is like, well, in this universe, it's only me and you. Well, what about all the people on earth? All other yous, all reflecting you back to you, you and other incarnations. And it's like to think that source is big enough and, you know, it's so massive in its abundance and scope that it's big enough to give you your own private universe. And so, you know, start 
start playing with that idea and stop telling the story of separation. Oh, I could never do what Amy does or Brandon or this person on Instagram. Look at how they look and look at how I look. You know, these stories of separation are a joke. The, the truth is you're such a close vibrational match to me and Amy and that person on Instagram that you admire that out of the infinite things vying for your precious attention, it is what is appearing in your movie. It is, it is a, such a close vibrational match that it is right in front of you. So when I see something like, you know, my, my ex-business partner who has basically, you know, got a billion dollar company now, and I, I could say, oh my gosh, I'm not even close to that. I've had hardship financially as opposed to, you know, he's going to sell his company since we parted ways a few years ago. And now we're back in each other's life and this great story of healing and redemption. He's got... He's going to be a billionaire. Wow. Instead, I could, I could get jealous. And we were always competitive and like brothers and create separation. No, it's such a close vibrational match that that energy is appearing in my movie. So don't always see it as that. Oh, wow. She's so beautiful. Wow. I'm such a close vibrational match out of all the things I could be seeing or experiencing in this moment. It's that. Wow. It's getting closer. Oh, I want to create this. I want this relationship in my life. I'm going to try and ask this person out. Oh, it didn't work out. Wow, because they were really amazing. So you mean it's this or something better? So even better than that? Stop telling these stories that keep you small and become the master of your private universe. I love that. It's just a, a, a total mic drop. I don't think I could possibly put it any better. It's really, it's just interesting the way that to me, this is all totally true what you say and the only thing that's holding us back, like, I love that part where you're like on the couch and you're saying to yourself, like, no, I am as worthy as any other being. And, and therefore so is everybody else. But since I am the star of my own movie, it's about me. I am as worthy of all the abundance. The abundance is me. The abundance yep. is mine. And it's that, that little narrative of unworthiness. I think that's at the crux of every bullshit story that we have that's getting yep. in our way. And when we can yep. really just like gently release the layers of that, know that it's, it's usually deeply embedded. It's not going to be gone in one fell swoop. Maybe it will totally like believe that people can like clear that shit all in one go but for most of us it's going to be released layer by layer but it's that's really all that there is to it is just releasing that unworthiness story and just receiving yep. the abundance that exists well said actually yeah it's that little part of you and you know jim carrey said the greatest currency there is is the effect that you have on other people mm. you are you, you are success just based on the, the truth that you exist, what you've went through to get to this moment is, is so much more important and validating than any external bank account or job or relationship, or you are, you are one with source. You are the beauty that created all of this beauty. You're the architect. You built this place. And once you start to really tap into that, you have amnesia to the fact that you built this place, but you did. And so, wow, I did this. I set this up. I created this. That's how powerful I am. I created this story of playing small so that I could have the experience of, you know, experiencing being large again. You can't know that what you are unless you know that what you are not. You've never seen a great work of art without shadow in it. You needed the shadow. 
in order for it to all mean something. And are you done with that part of it? If you're not, that's fine too. If you are, it's time to really expand and experience the go from the caterpillar to the butterfly that you're meant to become. Oh my God. I just feel like this is such an uplifting, beautiful episode. <laughs> like such a, just you did it. Of so many <laughs> things to, to receive. Uh, I mean, for me on my end to receive it is so beautiful. And I hope I'm sure that it will be the same way for everybody who listens to just feel like, damn. Yeah. Like, yes, I am. I am this, I am worthy. It is totally possible. There is nothing but magic everywhere. I am magic. It's all magic. Even the, even the dark, hard things are magic. Yep. It, it's all happening for love. God is one, which is in its love at its core, synonymous with love. It's all happening for love, but in its eternal. So imagine being, there's only one of you for eternity which is love, but there's no other, there's no dark or evil or, you know, evils live spelled backwards. You need that contrast in order for it to mean anything. So this is God, we're God Godding and you, you are it, it is you and you are so, so worthy and so ready for the next stage of understanding and implementing the truth of the situation in which you find yourself because if you weren't, you wouldn't be here and hearing these and this, totally. hearing this in this moment. You wouldn't be feeling this, what you're feeling. Because I can't tell you anything you don't already know. It's a matter of remembering what you've forgotten. Forgotten. And we are re-membering. We are all coming back together, and and it, you're going to find your path in service to someone else. You know, Gandhi said, "If you want to find yourself, lose yourself in service to others." The reason that holds true is because there are no others. So joyously find ways to, you know support those around you, give away what you want for yourself and watch it come back many fold. And then you'll understand you've cracked the code. <laughs> yep. Yep. So there you have it. Beautiful listeners. If you are listening to this, then that means that your next level is literally at your fingertips because you would not, there are no coincidences. You would not be, be in the vicinity of this episode in this conversation. If it wasn't all there for you within your total reach at this very moment. Mm -hmm. Okay. I just have one last question for you before we talk about your awesome book and how to acquire it. But I would really love to hear, cause you know, we're going through some, through some crazy shit in the world and it can really get you down, tank your vibe. And it's kind of all, you know, it's all of it. It's, there's a lot of dark stuff. There's a lot of light stuff. What's your take on what is being created, what we are moving towards at this time, collectively? Mm. What is being created? Well, you know, I, I talk about this in the book as well. The, I mentioned the butterfly a minute ago. I believe we're going from the caterpillar phase of our evolution into the butterfly phase. And I don't know if you've heard the journey of the caterpillar to the butterfly, but it is very inspiring and metaphorically you know, it's a perfect metaphor for what we're going through. I believe, you know, the, the caterpillar starts out destroying everything in its path, consuming, eating everything. When I was telling my mother this story, she started, oh my gosh, I know my geraniums. They just got, after two years, they were so perfect and the caterpillars <laughs> destroyed them. And so, um, <laughs> and so, you know, what happens is this caterpillar goes and, and, and does whatever it wants, destroying everything and it's consuming everything in its path. And then at some point, these imaginelle cells 
an, an imagine what they call an imaginal cell pops up within the caterpillar and the, the caterpillar cell sees this and is like, this doesn't belong here. This isn't right. This is an invader. Destroy it. And, and it does. But then another one pops up and then another one and then more. And then they start working together, the imaginal cells. And at some point, this shifts the tide within the caterpillar where the imaginal cells start to, to, to take over. And this is when the caterpillar retreats into the chrysalis and all of the pain and destruction that the caterpillar precipitated, those caterpillar cells melt into a goo and they become a fuel for the imaginal cells, which contain the code, the, the DNA for the butterfly. And from all of, out of all of that pain and destruction, the fuel to be birthed into the butterfly. And so when you ask what's next for us, as we emerge from the COVID chrysalis, I believe we are entering a new phase of humanity. You're seeing a lot of the old structures crumble. Don't have no fear. You know, just when the caterpillar thinks its world is over, it becomes a butterfly and it can look, you know, from you, you take a snapshot of that journey. It's like, whoa, everything's melting into goo and it's a mess. <laughs> you know, it's, you know, so don't, you know, it's necessary for some of the things that are happening for the transformation. So, you know, you are, you are in that process. We are in that process collectively. Your intention is the most important thing. If you, you, you want to know what the outcome of any action that you're taking in the new butterfly world is going to be, what is the, the core intention going into it? And if your core intentions are already, are always aligned with love, uh, service to others, you know, how do I approach this from a win-win for everyone? Because if, if, if it's not a win-win for everyone, no one wins. The, you know, all deception is an act of self-deception. You're always doing it to yourself. So knowing that whatever I put out energetically, I'm going to feel the energetic repercussions of it. Ha you know, what is the purest intention I can take with, with my actions? And if you do that in the butterflies world, you can't lose. Whatever comes your way is going to be a win. Even if it appears, oh, I did this pure intention thing and I got this really hard ship that happened, this hard lesson. Oh, congratulations. You needed that. It led you right where you needed to go. And on the other side of that, there will be a gift. That lump of coal is a diamond in disguise waiting for mm -hmm. you to, you know, ultimately see its full transmutation. Mm -hmm. That's, that's amazing. The, the process of the caterpillar is totally wild. I had no idea. But when you were talking about it before you mentioned your mom and her geraniums, I was like, yes, my nasturtiums. <laughs> yeah, right, right. You know, and think about the, the, think of the imaginal cells from thousands of years ago, hundreds of years ago, you and I having this conversation, they would have stamped us out. The caterpillar yeah. would have said, oh my gosh, what is he talking about? Put him on a cross, <laughs> you know, kill him, you know? And now we're working together. There's too many of us. The tide yeah. has turned. Yes, I feel that. I feel that so strongly. And in fact, so I'm an Akashic Record reader and- Oh, wow. I, my, I've had this really deep shift from- just wanting to do like for the last couple of years, I've loved doing individual sessions, individual readings, really helping people to get that piece of the puzzle that illuminates yeah. all of this for them. And just recently, it's really powerfully shifted to being like, okay, guys, it's mission time. It's go time. I, I can yeah. just feel it through me. That it's like, no, 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 no more denying that, you know, we are light workers, we're star seeds, we have a higher consciousness, we have a, a vibrational frequency to share. It's time. Let's just let's get to it and supporting the mission. Right. I really resonate with what you're saying because it's 
that that part where all the imaginal cells start working together and and yep. you're totally right if you were to <laughs> dissect the cocoon when it's in the goo stage it would be like oh my god like this poor character yeah. it's terrible but really it's it's because we just got to let it incubate it yep. needs- and if you and if you touch the caterpillar in that it needs the the wings need to you'll see in the in that cocoon stage, crystal stage, it, it looks like it's struggling in there. It, that the wings need yeah. that in order to strengthen. If you were to interfere at that time, it will never be able to fly. So it's you know it's part of it's it's the wind on the tree. Yeah, yeah. We just got to let it let it unfold, let it play out, and be that calm eye in the the center of the hurricane. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Beautiful. So let's talk about your book and how people can get it. I'm so excited to get my hands on it personally. (laughs) I'm sure everybody listening is like, how do I get me some of that knowledge? (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, that was really 1500 episodes of the, of the podcast, almost up to date and (laughs) waxing poetic about this stuff for a very long time. I, with the book, I really wanted to come up with a path to how do I distill all of this stuff down 25 years of deep exploration into, you know, the eight keys, a uh, hundred pages to read or three hours, just over three hours to listen to. And so I'm really pleased as verbose as I can be that I was able to do that. Thanks to some editing help. And so, yeah. And then of course, what's the, the, the best way that I can help this planet, I believe is by, you know, disseminating this information. So that's why I decided I wanted to gift the audio and or ebook to anyone who would like to receive one or both. And then of course, you know, as we mentioned, there's a, there's a game at the end of it that I invite people to play totally optional. And that entails them, you know, an abundance manifestation game and it entails them paying whatever they want for it after reading it. And then I share that abundance with all the people who are, who are, you know, putting it out there by creating a code because everyone can create a code. So uh, I believe you've done that. We've created a code that we can, that people can use to download uh, or, or stream the audio and or ebook. And yeah, that's, that's sort of the vision of the whole thing. That's a beautiful vision. How did you come to that? Was that like um, a divinely inspired sort of like it came to you or did you, did you come up with that idea or how was that born? Yeah. You know, it came in, it came, you know, I, I had, I had a dream about the whole thing. So yeah, I, I, August 6th, 2020, I had a dream, you know, here's, here's the subject matter. Here's the unique way you can distribute it. And, you know, I've always, for better or for worse, like to do things differently. Could I have went the route of a traditional publisher and all those things? I'm sure I could have. I just wanted to find a unique way to get this out there. And I so. love that because what not only are you, you know, not only are you making it accessible to everybody who wants to access it and then playing this fun game as well, but for me as an ideas person, I'm so excited and inspired by the that possibility, that doorway you essentially just opened of like, wow, a whole new way to distribute something yeah. that you really yeah. just want, you want it to go out in the world. You like love labored it. And now you're like, be free yep. my creation. Yep. Fly child, fly. <laughs> and I don't have to exactly. go through all that sort of like old kind of like old paradigm, red tape structured stuff, which might be appropriate for some projects, but not necessarily for 
this project. So even just that feels like a huge gift for me to receive, to be like, damn, there's so many creative ways to do all the things that we want to do. There really is. There really is. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, like I said, I, you know, my, my entrepreneurial creative brain always is wanting to, how can I do this differently and makes it fun and playful. And so this is what I landed on. So my friends in the show notes, uh, I will have the, the link that you can check it's goldenkey.gif and you use the code. Wait, do you use the code positive head or you can nope, use, you don't use, use your code? You use right, your code. Okay. Well, if you guys, if you guys want to play with me, then you can use the code third eye awakening seven, 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 or you can use positive head, or you can use any code of anybody who you happen to like hear or receive this information from, because ultimately all of it benefits all of us because really we are one and we're, we're shifting into this beautiful way of co-creating together in a way that's supportive for all of us. Right. Exactly. Oh, this is so exciting. Thank you so much for coming on. And well, first of all, just gracing my day and my podcast with your presence. I appreciate everything that you do, all the content that you produce, and you really, you really are making a powerful impact on your own decision to commit to your daily practice of being in a positive vibration. And Mm. thank you for coming on to tell us about the golden key and I'll, I'll kind of distill so many of the things that you learned along the way that have gone into this, this book, this project. Mm, thank you so much for having me on. It's such a pleasure to connect with you. You are such a beautiful reflection and uh, I have thoroughly enjoyed it. And thank you, beautiful listeners. As always, the currency of your attention is so valued by me. I just love you so very much and I hope to catch you on the next episode. Have a beautiful day or night wherever you are, my friends. Hello, beautiful soul. Thank you so much for listening to Third Eye Awakening. If you love the show and you want to show me some support as well as get some rich and awesome extra content, then you can support me through Rockfin or Patreon. It really goes a long way to help me create Third Eye Awakening and keep it free for everyone and ad free because isn't that nice? Isn't it so nice to listen to a podcast without any ads on it? I feel like it is. No shade to anybody who puts ads on their podcast, but I just love creating content and I love having ad free content. So in order to do that, I've created a Rockfin account and a Patreon account with all kinds of juicy conversations and solo rants and riffs and sort of trainings on spiritual topics, metaphysical topics, just cool shit to anchor in some of that multidimensional light consciousness and expand your mind. Thank you always so much, whether you choose to support or not. It just means the world to me to have you listening to this podcast. Thank you so much for being here with me on this episode. I appreciate you more than my words could ever say. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe, and share, and I will catch you on the next episode.